You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma stories through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on Instagram at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode in Oklahoma City today with Mr. Oklahoma City, uh, which you were once called. Um, Lee Allen Smith was inducted into the Oklahoma Hall of Fame in 1994, uh, but you were called Mr. Oklahoma City in 1990, which was the year I was born. So I don't want to age you oh anything, goodness. but I, I mean, 1990 is a good year. So Thank you, son. Thank you for having us in your home today. I really appreciate it. Excited to share your stories. Um, I'm sure we're not going to get to all of your stories because there is... There's a lot. You've done a lot of really cool things. Um, but I want to start with kind of your upbringing in Oklahoma City and uh, in Oklahoma. And, and I mean, what, uh, what you were like growing up and, and kind of what your dreams were when you were a little kid. Well, I uh, was born in 1929. It seems like, well, it is what it is. But I went to Wilson grade school and Harding Junior High School, class in high school. And went to the University of Oklahoma, and after uh, graduation, I was in the service during the Korean War. They sent during the Korean War they sent me to Vienna, Austria, and from there went to Munich, Germany, and then to Tripoli, North Africa. Mm-hmm. So when I came back, I went to work for a while with uh, a group of people that I worked with during college, and that was Parks Clothiers and men's menswear and Sturm's clothing as well. Yeah. And shortly after that, there's a fellow came in to want to buy a tie, and he was the manager of WKY Radio, and he left buying more than a tie, so he went back, and that's when I started at Channel 4 and WKY Radio. Yeah. What got you interested in broadcasting from a young age? Nothing, except yeah. uh, it was a job, but it was more of an exciting job. You could, I saw some future to it as far as developing ideas and thoughts, which I've always tried to to do. Um, I had three brothers, all older brothers, and they went in the service uh, right when I was kind of about to enter. I was in junior high at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, war was going on, and my mother was there, raised me, and, and I, I think she did a pretty good job. But my, my father during the war was killed in a hotel fire in Wichita, so she had to do raising the three brothers that were kind of my tutors yeah. and uh, good friends uh, were all overseas, mm-hmm. two and, of them. And then going to OU, what, why, why Oklahoma University? Why did you choose to go to OU instead of anywhere else? Well, before I, my father passed on, I went to a few OU games back when Indian Jack Jacobs, Jacobs was playing and many other stars I could name, but uh, I just kind of fell, I just fell in love with the, uh, the Crimson and Cream. Yeah. Still a huge fan today? Still am very much so. Yeah, it's amazing to see, even just the time I've been here, amazing to see the stadium transformation and the other facilities that have been made. And, yeah. you know, having 74,000 people for a yeah. spring game is is mad, They continue right? to improve and, and land up under two feet when they make when they meet the little uh, uh, difficult problems to, to solve. And, Today, Joe Castiglione, athletic director, has done a good, great job, and and I think they're on their way with with Coach Venables. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Of course, I, there's more to it than that. Softball too. 
which uh, you don't want to leave out for women's softball. Right, yeah. Or basketball, for that matter. Yeah, and Patty is being inducted this Patty year, Gessel. I believe. Yeah, which is, I'm excited. I want to meet her. I'm, uh, yeah. She's an interesting woman, and obviously she's her She's a star in her own herself. right around here. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I don't know, she's, she's, she's an institution in Oklahoma, yeah. right? So which is awesome to much. see. When you go to go into broadcasting, because it seemed interesting and you wanted to go and, and it, it was fun to do, did you see yourself staying in it for a long time, or did you think this is something yeah. I'm going to do, and then we'll figure it out from there? You no, know, I I started uh, feeling really good about it from day one. Okay. And uh, moved from radio uh, into television, and uh, was the general manager for several years before I went to then Ackerman McQueen. But there was just so many things that you could do and broadcast and create ideas and thoughts and programming, and uh, for example. Uh, the OU softball game sometime recently was not on TV. It, it, I hoped it never happened when I was out there because we have been paying for it to, to play it live and have it on yeah. and not be void of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, there's a lot of things that, that you probably saw that went wrong that you that you know you managed to figure out, but a lot of things that went right and and. Yeah. You know, doors open, green yeah. lights happen, boxes are ticked. And yeah. And uh, just take the Olympics when we had them. Uh, we sent our sports people over there. Yeah. And we were the only ones, I'm pretty sure I'm right, uh, that did so. Yeah. But when I was at Channel 4, I was being under the ownership of the Gaylord family. Uh, they encouraged me to be involved in the community, and that's when I really started doing what I wanted to do and like to do anyway to support Oklahoma City. And the first one uh, basically was was the YMCA because it was near us on Britain Road. Mm-hmm. But the main one at the beginning was United Way, mm-hmm. which is, I think, the premier uh, institution or uh, non-profit agency in, in, the, in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 55 agencies that do marvelous work. Yeah. So you, you mentioned kind of what you really want to do is be in the community, help Oklahoma City. Looking back at the things that you've done, uh, which we'll touch on today, but you obviously have a huge love for the arts community and the city as well. Where does that come from? Why, why, do, you decide, why do you want to help out Oklahoma City? You could have just kind of enjoyed your work and, and gone about your business. That goes back to my mother and my brothers. Uh, I thought uh, my three brothers going to the service, I thought that's when I started feeling reading out about Oklahoma City, about, about the whole state mm-hmm. and the country. But she, she, was, she was quite some lady and very Christian lady, and she was very encouraging to me, and I could do no, no wrong. And she, uh, As I'd leave, be picked up by some friends, she'd yell out, to, you all be a good Americans. And they, they always kind of got a kick out of that. Be a sweet boy. So... I guess some of that rubbed off and uh, it made me want to do the things that I've tried to do, mm-hmm. which uh, whatever I've done is not enough as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Excuse my voice. That's that's powerful to, to, I mean, just looking at your bio and for everyone listening, I'll put it in the description that you feel like you haven't done enough. You've done a lot of really amazing things oh, yeah. for the city. I, I want to point out when you say I or you or uh, it, it's, it's very, very true that you surround yourself with good people. Mm-hmm. None of these things or anything that I've done that you can call attention to 
was not done by one man or one guy. Uh, we had an Olympic festival, uh, when Clay and I were involved in that, we had 10,000 volunteers. And uh, yeah. you had to get them, you had to find them, you had to make sure they had their T-shirts on everywhere they went. But it, it takes your surroundings and your people. It, it takes uh, leadership from those under the head guy mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. What was that first big kind of project and big... Was was it, I assume, I mean, we'll talk about the Olympics in a second, but what was that first one, first community project that that you worked on that, you know, you and built a team around you to, to do something for Oklahoma City? Well, I think I would start by saying we had a lot of promotions at WKY Radio and Television that were significant, which kind of fed us into things to do for, the, for Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. uh, it started with a little... Not little things, but uh, I remember we we bought 77 trees to put at the state capitol grounds, and uh, we got a sponsorship for each county, uh, for each county, and they didn't water them, so they died. <laughs> so that was as successful as we wished it had been. But uh, I think Senator Bel Bellman was the governor at the time. But I had developed in uh, at Channel 4, at least, when I was there. I think the biggest one was the Stars and Stripes show, which that was right on the heels of some assassinations in our country. Mm -hmm. And uh, I felt that this city and state were very patriotic, and it went well. We had we ended up on the eight years we did it, six, six of them were on NBC nationally. Yeah. We kind of forced that because we had... Uh, some stations all over the country we picked up uh, to carry it. So they, most of them were NBC affiliates, so they they saw the writing on the wall that they might as well come yeah. aboard. But they were proud to come aboard because we, uh, we were number one in those generally in, in our time slot. Yeah. Uh, we had Bob Hope and Dion Warwick and on and on and on. Uh, take too long to tell you all of them, but Charlie Pride and Dion, magnificent talent. Yeah. And uh, I think the most impressive part of that t was not only being a part of it and everybody liked it, but but the letters that came in, particularly, believe it or not, from the East, from from Boston and, and uh, Connecticut and all around, mm -hmm. talking about how wonderful it was. And uh, one funny story, we've had uh, astronauts before and we had a Red Skelton one year. And uh, they called from Washington. They started about three years after uh, we did with a patriotic show in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. And they said, if we fly this astronaut out there, would you let Red Skelton come early? So we we were, we were taping it at the time and we were gonna rerun it, so we were able to work it out. But it was kind of fun to be trading talent you know, with Washington for yeah. their show. Yeah. For people listening that don't know or haven't heard of the Stars and Stripes, so what was the basis of it and, and kind of why did you start it? Well, as I said, uh, Kennedy assassination, Martin Luther King assassination, and just felt like something uh, needs to happen to pick us up where we should be, as far as our country is concerned. Mm -hmm. I, I would, I don't want to say I wouldn't do it today, but uh, to, you know what would happen yeah. uh, today. But then it was, uh, it was very well received and, and heralded and awards everywhere for the team that produced it and mm -hmm. brought this talent in and uh, we were very proud of it yeah 
some might say you might need to do that show again recently yeah. you know during yeah. current circumstances There's a lot of fun things that happened during that time and getting those people to come here yeah we had we had some rock and roll folks and all coming in and they they were kind of uh, I forgot what they called them uh, hippies I guess you yeah I say uh, but we had a lineup uh, through those eight years that uh, was quite something. Yeah, working on a project like that with such a national significance and the fact that you're bringing people here as well, that uh, that's exciting, not just for uh, you know for for you as a as a person to be involved, yeah. but also for Oklahoma to bring people here as well. We, we talk about those that were in the show, and we're talking to people now that maybe never heard of Kate Smith, mm-hmm. uh, who was known big time for her God Bless America. Look it up. But yeah. many of those you wouldn't know. Yeah, people have heard of Bob Hope, I'm sure, and, uh, and and many of the ones I could name. But uh, it's kind of interesting when you're talking to young people like you uh, that, who? <laughs> yeah. Only when you look them up do you realize their yeah. significance at the time and, and Kenny how Rogers, important they were. That was a good one, too. He was kind of a good catch because of his popularity with the youth at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember it was in Chicago and he was playing a little pub there and I was able to talk myself backstage to him and I won't tell you what we paid him, but it wasn't very much, but we had a great time. Yeah. He was terrific. We had sports stars come in too and and uh, we had some good ones that you, you, you see sports stars like Mickey Mantle or Johnny Unitas and, and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Me, me and Joe Green and again, you've never heard of him maybe, but uh, he's, he did a Coke commercial. But uh, they were wonderful people and very patriotic. And my favorite was Johnny Unitas. He and his wife were fantastic. And everybody loved all of them. We had a golf tournament while they were performing or or rehearsing for the show. So it was a fun experience. Yeah. What was, I mean, what was Oklahoma City like during those eight years? Like, was it? It was great back then, just like it is now. I mean, I mean that. I mean, there's nothing like it is today. We know that with, yeah. with the maps programs and all. But uh, I loved it back then when we had the streetcars, real streetcars, going down the middle of the track, mm-hmm. and not just downtown. They coming out to to Edmond or or yeah. Eckers. I get on near my home at 20th Street, top it on, and go to my friend at 39th Street, Class and Boulevard. Yeah. So they had the John A. Brown and the, and the lights downtown. That John A. Brown was where the Santa Claus was. There was only one in town. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, it was for me, it was a beautiful city at that time as well. Yeah, exciting. A lot of opportunity it's kind still, of still now. still a lot of opportunity. Yeah. yeah so it's as fun. soon as we get a hub, and as soon as we get a real nice amphitheater, and, yeah. and hope that everybody gets along better. Right. During those eight years of doing the Stars and Stripes show, um, who was kind of somebody that uh, I guess you wish you could have got on that that didn't, or someone that was supposed to come on the show that that had to reschedule? Yeah, we had we had one lined up, and uh, he was kind of excited about it, Um, and and that was Elvis Presley. Yeah, and you know he had that patriotic song, wonderful song he sang, and uh, and the Colonel uh, at the last minute he had a bigger deal. He thought. Yeah. That would have been a great, great yeah. chance to meet him. I think we're going to interview Wanda Jackson soon, right? Who played, who went on tour with him. That's going to be exciting, too. Yeah, that should be great. Yeah. But she's another treasure. Yeah, we, uh, 
But he was he was hot on WKY at the time with Danny Williams spinning the records. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 3D Danny, which again you don't know who that is. I, I went to Elvis's house. I didn't think I'd enjoy it, but I had a great time walking through his house in, yeah, in Memphis. In Memphis, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and and you know to have someone of that caliber right was scheduled to be on the show but one one of a kind yeah definitely what about people who came through that you didn't expect them to be very interesting but they turned out to kind of be one of the best guys you had through or girls through anyone who surprised you well uh, there were two I think of it is uh, Nancy Wilson singer and another one was uh, Juliet Prowse Mm -hmm. dancer as well uh, there were a lot of them that came that uh, we got that we didn't know for sure how it was going to work, yeah. but they all were great. Yeah. You mentioned earlier the U.S. Olympic Festival. Tell me a little bit more about that, kind of how that came about and, and just how that was as an experience. Well, again, there's a lot of... The Chamber of Commerce in Oklahoma City is very important to the community, too. It's, mm-hmm. It stands out at the top. Uh, but their leadership, along with myself, went to Reno, Nevada, to bid on bid on it, mm-hmm. and uh, it was going to be the year of '89, which is was the 100th anniversary of the run. So we thought we had a good chance, but had no idea for sure we'd get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember one time Clay went with Clay Bennett went with us, and uh, and and I was the chairman of the committee, but Clay came along and he, more important, uh, extremely important part of our our being uh, doing this, but we got selected. Uh, we were watching the OU Nebraska game at Lincoln that, that day in a room where the judges were there, were there. And I had it worked out where Barry's gonna call right at the right time after the game was over, which we won. And uh, he was just saying, right, good luck to you guys. I hope you get the bid and all that. Stuff. And that was kind of exciting. You kind of helped play the role in, in success. Yeah. And then we got it, and uh, now it's history, and it was fabulous. And those that got to see it, uh, the opening ceremonies in Norman, Oklahoma, the back crowd was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ought to air that sometime on TV again because it was a fantastic show with President Reagan here, Bob Hope here, yeah. James Garner, it went on and on, Reba McIntyre, Vince Gill, and that was 1989. Yeah. And so a lot of those uh, from Oklahoma, except for Bob Hope called it his third home after Cleveland and, and uh, England. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's to have that in Norman, to be a university yeah, grad of OU, to bring that in. I think it kind of led the way to, I hope, to Clay to be successful in his endeavors to get... Mm-hmm. He started out trying to get a hockey club, but I'm glad we didn't. Their dad, Oklahoma City, did not get it. Yeah, I like the way we are now. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I agree. Having a having a basketball team is much better than so a nice much, hockey team. So much so, yeah. <laughs> and we've had some great players and great fan fan base. It's amazing how many we've had. You watch the playoff, do you see somebody that played here? Yeah. On every team. Yeah, you wish they never left. No, right? you can't have 35. <laughs> they seem to go and play better <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> Which yeah. is not fun to watch, but what? Tell me, dive deep into kind of like bringing. I'm fascinated to know like the logistics of bringing 
you know, the Olympic Festival to Oklahoma City, to Norman? Like, what what does that entail? And, and all the things that you were working on that a lot of people would never know, what are those, like, fascinating intricacies that you worked on and details that... Uh, again, thank goodness for telephones uh, and through connections or somebody else knowing somebody to let me use their name or whatever. Uh, we we yeah. did it all on the phone. We didn't do any travels or, mm-hmm. That sort of thing to get all these these folks. Uh, same way with Centennial, it was all on the phone. Mm-hmm. When you brought brought in Carrie Underwood and Garth Brooks and Reba and, uh, and all the stars that you can name from mm-hmm. Oklahoma, including uh, the star of Oklahoma, Shirley Jones. Yeah, uh, she's not from Oklahoma, but. As far as we're concerned, she was being the star of Oklahoma uh-huh. with Gordon McRae uh, at, the, at the beginning. Yeah. But it's it, a lot of it's just who you know and who, the connections you might have. And and we we sold them on it, and uh, we didn't under, we didn't oversell it because it was uh, yeah it, it was wonderful. The closing ceremonies back to that Olympic festival were were pretty well. Uh, Star said it as well. Uh, with Star Ray Charles was in the closing. Mm-hmm. It must be amazing. I mean, all the people that you've named here, you know, Vince, Reba, Ray Charles, Bob Hope. Like, to, what's it like to be around these? I mean, mega stars at the time, and still some of them stars today. You know, it's sometimes it makes you feel uneasy, but sometimes it might make you feel normal because they're just normal human beings. But well, most of them are, and, yeah. and there's, there's people like John Davidson and others that have a name. But we had a host couple for every one of the talent, mm-hmm. so they picked them up at the church on time, so to speak. They got them where they need to be for rehearsals or for yeah. dinner or whatever it was. And uh, this day, uh, people talk to me about. Okay, Really enjoyed handling, taking care of Gene Cernan, the astronaut, or Alan Shepard. Uh, it was a great thing for us because they showed them the hospitality of Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. uh, which was tremendous asset for us. They went away. Mm-hmm. There are times that I've seen where they go from here, they go to St. Louis or Kansas City or whatever, and they're doing publicity for them, and they mentioned having been to Oklahoma City and the great time they had. As an example, we had Will Rogers Follies here one time. Great cast, it was during Thanksgiving. So we set up, uh, we had dinner at the, st- at the state capitol inside, gave him that experience. And the ma- other major highlight, we, we had tickets for him to the OU Nebraska game in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, and we just took good care of him, and they were commenting on that. Yeah. Uh, when we did the dome, the, or rather the, uh, not dome dedication, but opening of the Civic Center Music Hall. Jimmy Webb and, and, and Feinstein were there and the, light, the electricity went out. We had the Philharmonic up there and and uh, they were walking off the stage, thought it was not gonna work. And and Mayor Humphreys at the time and myself got out there and said, we're gonna be on here any minute, da, da, da. Well, they performed in the dark with flashlights going. And they made a comment when they went to the next station they went to was uh, talking about how great Oklahomans were to get it going, and, mm-hmm. and it was the most fabulous show we ever saw, uh, despite the, our tornadoes outside. <laughs> it's, um, 
there's so many, what you just said, there's so many stories like that through the years of Oklahomans just being hospitable and going the extra mile for no other reason than the fact that they want to, right? They want to show you a good time. They don't exactly. get anything out of it. Exactly. It's volunteer everything. Yeah. And, and that's why I love being here. It's part of who Oklahoma is and who Oklahoma yeah. City is. There are two fellas that you talk about running around. I didn't, we had hosts for them. We did, I didn't spend right. that much time with them except for people like Johnny Nias and, and Ed McMahon. And, and the other one was Tennessee Ernie Ford, which mm-hmm. was unbelievable. He is about as fine a gentleman you ever saw. He was right here making cornbread. Yeah. Uh, he was so natural guy. So uh, we had a wonderful time with a lot of them uh, in that in that arena. Mm-hmm. I will say the most important part of all this to me is having the money to do it. And so the real heroes are the donors, mm-hmm. the ones that, that allow you to do what you do and do it well and, uh, and do what they say they're going to do and do for them what you promised you were going to do in the way of recognition. Mm-hmm. And that's extremely important, and that's what's been able to maintain getting things done by mm-hmm. treating the, the donors yeah. properly. Um, you mentioned the, the Civic Center, the, the music hall. Tell me about kind of opening that and that whole process, because that is, I mean, I, I've i been to shows there. It's a beautiful building. Yeah. Uh, it's right in the middle of downtown. Yeah, the acoustics were so great after the grand reopening, mm-hmm. it was. Of course, it went from 3,200 seats to, I think, 28. Mm-hmm. I believe it is what it is, what it was now. Um, yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about it, about it. and I, you got to just say the facts, don't you? But one of the stars one night was Bill Cosby. And uh, I won't go any further right now. Uh, but we had some good talent. We had a, we had talent in Herman Miner's uh, uh, mirror room, and we had it in Josie Freedy's little theater where WKY was originally before I came aboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we had a lot of great talent, high school talent, and college talent, and uh, yeah. My Sinatra, uh, we found that in, in New York at Off-Broadway, and it was a wonderful grand opening. Kristen Chenoweth opened the show with the OU band, yeah. and she was grand. She, she did There's No Business Like Show Business. And back then, that far ago, you know how well she's done since. So maybe we got it started, I don't know. Yeah. But, no, she was already on her way. Yes, she's great. She's She fabulous. is really good, fabulous. yeah. Um, the other thing that, that you had to play played a part in was the Oklahoma City Zoo, right? Yes. Tell me about that and, and where does animals and the zoo fit into <laughs> everything else that you've done? Because it's kind of, it doesn't seem to go together, but back to Oklahoma yeah, City. Well, I, I can tell you a little bit about that. The cause of it was that I, when I was stationed in Tripoli, um, there wasn't a Gaddafi there. There was a guy by the name King Idris, I-D-R-I-S. Uh-huh. And he asked the general, if, and I was special service then, mm-hmm. he asked me to start a zoo. <laughs> and he'd give us the first animal, the Wadan, I think it was. So he opened the zoo. And, yeah. uh, and so that kind of connected me with animals. And so one other thing over at Tripoli, we did a Ghibli go, if I may you know, stray, we did a Ghibli bowl game. Ghibli is a sandstorm, which is really bad. It's, okay. it's Kind of a little tornado with the sand blowing in your eyes. Yeah. When you're umpired and they say you're blind, I said, I know it. 
but it, it was uh, where are you going to get that? Where are you going to get the players to come? I said, well, there's teams in France and Germany where some of the some of the guys that are special service officers there. I was in uh, school with them in New York before we went over there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we were at a baseball game from, uh, and uh, the, the general that was head of the USAFE, United States Armed Forces in Europe, was named Tunner, General Tunner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, somebody gave me his number at home, and I got, a, and his wife answered. We talked a lot, to, talked a long time. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't in at the time. So we had a great conversation. It turned out the connections I'm talking about. His wife was from Enid, Oklahoma. No. So when he came in, he said, Honey, I want you to do whatever this man asks you to do. And that was getting two teams to play in this Ghibli Bowl game, and we did in the little small stadium in Tripoli downtown, which uh, yeah. the king was there, and uh, it was a great experience for everybody. First time they ever saw American football on Thanksgiving Day. Wow. So I strayed from your question. No, that's, that's fantastic. So back to the zoo here. Yeah. Um, Sorry. No, actually, I kind of want to stay talking about Tripoli. Uh, that's that's. I just always loved the zoo amazing and, the, experience. and the directors out there that I, I was with early on with Larry Curtis and that went to different ones, but they were all great. One of them is now head of the zoo in San Diego, which we all know is a great zoo. Mm-hmm. Ours is a fabulous zoo as well, not just the animals, but the, but the, the, the beautiful flowers and and shrubbery and all the mm-hmm. landscaping that we have there. Yeah, there was only one disappointment, and that was a, it was a great thing at the beginning because we, we raised a lot of money, but it's a sad thing for me that we lost the dolphins, mm-hmm. and uh, it shouldn't have, shouldn't have happened. I, when I was in California on broadcast business at the time, and I'd go see the dolphin show, I thought how unfortunate it is that our young kids that many can't travel to go see mm-hmm. these animals, these fantastic mammals. Uh, we we got it done here, and it was unbelievable. It's, still have seals out there, but uh, oh. it was a, a delightful experience for these children to be able to see those dolphins. Yeah. That's... Someday, maybe, it'll come back. Mm-hmm. Go back to being in the... Go back to playing football on Thanksgiving Day in front of King Idris. Go back to that for me, because that, to me, is fascinating. Well, I, I still have the pictures I look, I look at. Yeah. And, uh, we created a mascot for him. We had a donkey. Uh, we had a camel uh-huh. for each team. It was a Ramstein rockets, in the, excuse me, Ryan Main rockets, and the uh, Ramstein rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a ram, that's what we um, but it only seated about 10,000 people. But we had volunteers there passing out the programs. We gave them a, a, a fez with a Ghibli bowl on it, you know, a fez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, everybody's had a, a ball and, or a tickle of death. And the, the best part of it is that our general liked it a lot. Uh, speaking of connections, if I may... Uh, Mm-hmm. The base commander was General Ron B. Anthus. Okay. And I didn't know it at the time, but he was from El Reno, Oklahoma. So things turned out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, particularly since I, at OU, dated his niece, Anna Claire Anthus. 
That's where you had good ties. Yeah. A lot of show troops, because that was a pitiful place to to live there mm-hmm. uh, with the heat. The daylight saving time, about five hours different. Yeah. Terrible place. <laughs> it was, we had a good time. Yeah. Built a golf course there uh, for the general, and uh, a week later, a, a jet crashed in on a number one tee. <laughs> so it was probably a long way, but you figured out what to do about it. Yeah. Uh, I know we could sit here for hours and you could tell stories for a lifetime because you've seen so much of the world. But one of the things I know that everybody, everyone who knows you knows that, you, and you've mentioned the word connection so many times just now. You, how, how do you go about continuing to build those connections and maintaining those connections? Because there's a lot of people listening who they might meet someone for the first time. And if they use their brain and take full advantage of meeting that one person, that could unlock so many other things. You, you've managed to maintain all these relationships over the years. And, and you know, I've heard from, from Jenny that it just takes one phone call from you to, to make something happen and make a decision because you've met all these people and maintain these relationships sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> but how, how do you go about, you know, that's a, that's a real skill to maintain those relationships. Well, I, you know, I, I haven't figured out that exactly, but you, I call them a lot of times when I don't need anything. Yeah. That helps. I, I just said that I didn't, I'm trying to find an answer to your question, but I stay with them. If I have a friend of mine, Don Klosmer, is the manager, general manager of the Rams, mm-hmm. Los Angeles Ram, when I was stationed together with him, I, we stayed in connection. So when I had a golf tournament, he'd bring in John Brody or he'd bring in yeah. a star that, again, you, you wouldn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's just fun to stay active, and uh, the more you get, when you get older, you like Jenny. We made a connection, mm-hmm. as uh, as we do with the others in the chamber or the Rotary Club or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, but I'm not trying to say that I'm, I don't want to use the word I that much, but I'm just saying connections are important. Mm-hmm. Very. And not only for bringing him here as a star, but or getting somebody's dollar to pay for it. Mm-hmm. During the Stars and Stripes show, I might add that we they got in free if they were wearing red, white, and blue for a while. Mm-hmm. But we did have sponsors. And the proceeds the first year went to uh, building a Stars and Stripes park, which is here mm-hmm. still going well. And the other next year we gave to uh, Langston University for radio equipment. Mm-hmm. So you try to do things good for whomever and yeah. and still be successful with your project. Mm-hmm. I have a couple more questions. Okay. I want to ask you about the day that you got the phone call that you were going to be inducted into the Oklahoma Hall of Fame in 1994. What do you remember about that day? I think I was coming back from Norman, uh, meeting with uh, somebody about something to do with a Spring game, I think. I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what, what it was, but I remember, and I meant this as most everybody says. I, I, you didn't deserve that. You got more to do than what you've done to be placed in that prestigious organization. But I'm very, very proud of it, and I'm proud of everybody that goes in. And uh, there's pl- plenty in the future that uh, deserve to be in. 
and being born every day. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who introduced you that day? Introduced you on stage? Ed Gaylord. Yeah. Yeah. Ed was uh, my first real employer and, and encouraged me in every endeavor. Mm-hmm. And while I was at, and I wasn't that close to him and, uh, that that much until he sold it to the station and I remained as as manager there. Mm-hmm. We got closer then. But he always gave us everything we needed, as I think I might have already said, to be successful. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want to ask you is, we recently had the Lee Allen Smith Awards, right, at the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. The the market at East Point, the um, everyone who was involved with that was given the the students, the students got the awards. Oh yeah, I, I had several calls about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, and it's I think special. you know it, it's probably great for you to see the younger generation That's follow fantastic. along in community and and kind of give back and and I mean it sincerely. It was the the, the, the minority that was involved in it was. Uh, very special. Leonard Benton, who's now involved in remodeling the Freedom Center out next door to mm-hmm. the, where the, uh, Mar- on Martin Luther King, on the Clara Looper building mm-hmm. that the MAPS is supporting, called and said how delighted everybody on, in his community were about that presentation. Yeah. You, so, so you're involved in the Centennial Celebrations. I was with uh, Blake Wade, who was the executive director of the commission, of the, mm-hmm. and I was in charge of the projects and, and programs. And it was a long, long job. We started it in, early on when we unveiled the dome at the Capitol and, and uh, many, many projects throughout the years pre- leading up to 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of highlights. I'll just name a few. We went to uh, New York to, to put in our bid for Macy's. We, we got that for three years. First on the float was Christian. The second year was Sandy Patty from Oklahoma, lives here in Oklahoma City now. And the third was the OU Band. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the year after the centennial. Then we went to Macy's. We went there to get one float. We ended up getting two floats, the band and the opening ceremonies with Christian Chenoweth. James Garner and Miss America from Oklahoma, yeah. Jennifer Berry, going down. We had a highlight with Rocket Man. We had the Rocket Man take off from our float, going flying up into the air and coming down and opening up the centennial flag of Oklahoma. Yeah. So it was very exciting and it won a nice award for Extraordinary Award. Mm-hmm. Um, the parade was fantastic. Uh, we had. Uh, just a month before, uh, I said about a month before the, the big deal, the big occasion, and the, the centennial evening of the show at the then the Ford Center, mm-hmm. uh, we had everyone that you can think of from Oklahoma that uh, put on quite a show and celebration, and then we had the after party with the fireworks, and but we had Carrie Underwood and. and, and Garth Reeve, I think I mentioned that already, but yeah, it, that's fantastic. Um, Back to that uh, thing I'd like to remember most about back to that uh, Libby Festival. Uh, at the opening was Roger Miller, mm-hmm. who was a great Oklahoman. Yeah. 
there's a lot of state pride right there's and it's so many when you put them together you realize how much talent we have in the state i know clay heard a lot of things from a lot of people but i never will forget walking out of that stadium uh, that night of the uh, olympic festival and this little boy looked up at his dad and said just think dad i'm from oklahoma (laughs) he was that did it for me that was great yeah other than that moment what are you most proud of over the, the 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 events and the pe- bringing people here and the and the community stuff that you've done, like what what would what would you say is your most proudest moment? Today, just looking back and and knowing that they were successful and the people supported them, mm-hmm. and and made us all more proud of all the Oklahomans who, who supported it, not only financially but in attendance. Yeah, it's hard to say which one was really the best because. Along the way, you have a few little bumps. You got to figure out how to handle, but I still haven't handled the dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> and then last last question, and this is for me on a on a personal basis because I love playing golf. What's your favorite golf course in Oklahoma? That's a good question. I, I played more at Quail Creek than any place because yeah. I was kind of a new. I was a charter member, and I, I just it kind of was my home there. Mm-hmm. I think the Oklahoma City Golf and Country Club is fantastic. And Twin Hills had a PGA there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arnold Palmer won one year, and uh, that's fabulous as well. Yeah. I don't want to leave anybody out. There's, there's a lot of good ones. Well, Mr. Smith, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having us in your home. I'm happy to have you, and it's Lee Allen. Yeah, okay, I appreciate Mr. that. Mr. Smith was my dad, as they say. <laughs> Thank you, Leon. Thanks so much. Thank you. For people listening, I'll post links to Leon's bio, Neil Coleman Hall of Fame, and all of the amazing things he's done. And we will catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma stories through its people since 1927. Follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.